2: walkie start your engines it's time to talk about all things racing nascar indycar trucks and formula one this is the final inspection show with steve zaki presented by the legendary great lakes Dragway in union grove now it's final inspection on 1057 fm the fan here's steve zaki
0: and welcome back to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway. Make sure to check out greatlakesdragway.com. dot com. Get your season season passes for the twenty eighteen season. And uh, joining me in studio, it is Tony Zeno, traveling the world, traveling so I, in
3: the world, despondent from the Marquette result.
4: Yeah, uh, I'm happy to be in studio because this uh, this will be a good tonic after watching uh, the uh, death by DePaul just oh, a few <laughs> minutes ago from my uh, <laughs> little my, little my alma mater.
0: So. That was an ugly game. Uh, so yeah, the ones that you should win that you don't win, those are always the worst ones. Yep, you so know, true it is. You know, if the if the Bucks, let's say if they would have uh, you know lost that game, you would have been like last ah, night. Yeah, yeah. You, you would have been, been. You would have been. You know, felt a little I, better that they were more competitive than they had been Toronto. But you know. I,
4: I feel like Eric Almarola because you know I was in position to win something and then I got dumped and now there's you were
0: her, so. You certainly lovely were. segue right there. Yeah, it was a good one. So we try these things. I got I got bring in Mitch on this one. Mitch, Uh-oh. have you ever watched the Amazing Race? I don't think I've ever seen that. No, it's a CBS show, though. Either you know have I've never watched it before. Didn't
3: they have something? I saw they were in uh, AT and T Park. They were diving for baseballs out there in the in the cove.
0: They may have been at one of the previous. I, shows. I saw that. I yeah. I just yeah.
3: happen to randomly think of that. So
0: it's sometimes hard to keep track of them because, like with Amazing Race Survivor and some of these, they do two yeah two, two seasons of one like and a calendar And they have like off shows at the same right. time
3: as well. And yeah, it's confusing
0: because it's so cheap to make. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you, you're not paying guys. You're a not, million you're not bucks an talent. episode. right? You're just yeah. picking up Joes like us off the street and, and giving getting free content.
0: Or 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 Joes like in from uh in Indi- indianapolis so wh- where where we're going with this is uh of course Connor daly and alex rossi were on the amazing race and which is good you want to kind of get the world of indycar out there and uh previously uh, of course we had uh, elio castro neves on dancing with the stars james hinchcliffe also james on hinchcliffe dancing with too. the stars everywhere oh. it was everywhere I mean, my my feed on my Facebook was full of Elio, 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 James Hinchcliffe, Hinch Hinchtown, Hinch this, everything. These and I, I've never watched Maze race. I'm like, oh, that's right, they're on. So it's I actually missed the first show, came in on the second show, started to watch it, and it's like, hmm. Granted. I wasn't doing a lot of, uh, you know, I wasn't pl- plugging up my timeline with the Amazing Race stuff, but I was shocked at the difference between the two shows, and I thought, for what it's worth, I thought we got a better understanding of who Connor and and Alex were from this show. I think it's a, I think it's a more real feel. Of, right. and, and kind of, you know, the, the
4: reality show genre, I guess, has kind of exploded over the last decade, decade and a half. And, and, you know, there's game shows. There's the there's the other end of the spectrum for reality shows, which is the complete non-reality of The Bachelor, right. which Ari Leondike Jr. has been on this season as we continue our tangential somewhat IndyCar racing related relevance. But on this one with Connor and Alex, you got to see guys that were... I think their personalities really got to come out through this. And, and if you would have told me a year or even two years ago, right around this time when Rossi was getting signed to Brian Herta and Michael Andretti's team, that he'd suddenly be the series' biggest ambassador with a sense of humor promoting the stuff on exactly. the Team IndyCar show, I, I, I'd be shocked. I mean, I don't think anyone would have seen that coming. But it was a heck of a lot of fun to watch.
0: Because when he first came into the series, I, I love accents. And he's an American, but... He spent, what, 10, almost 10 years in Europe? About that, yeah. And you, when you're an American spending time in Europe, and they, they tease Madonna about this, you get this kind of hybrid English accent. Yes. And he had that.
4: See, the, the funny thing about the two of them that, that really worked for The Amazing Race was they both had their European, they both had... European time in their open wheel junior careers. So Rossi was really on the path to F one and Connor was kind of half in, half out trying to get there. He was never as solid, but they both spent enough time over there. So Rossi who lived there permanently, he definitely got the accent. Connor kept his, his very much American uh, accent Mm -hmm. and juices over there.
0: And, and so it was, it was entertaining. It really was. And uh, you know, what you're trying to do is you're putting, you know, people under strain and that's where the juice is. That's where, how do people handle it? Uh, you know, is somebody going to break down when they're, you're trying to get the place to place and there's all these pitfalls and whatnot? And I, I thought it was really entertaining.
4: They, the two of them in interviews talked a lot about how they pushed each other and Alex was getting mad at him toward a point and, and, you know, Connor, I'm sure when you spend that much time with somebody and you have no access to the outside world whatsoever, other than you just got to get to your destination, however you do it. I mean, they didn't have cell phones that that they're so disconnected in this world of being connected all the time. I found that that bit really interesting. Also, the sight of seeing them in uh, French fry costumes and uh, (laughs) uh, Connor milking a camel, and Alexander Rossi belly dancing. Of course, the gifts the gifts that have come out of this season are going to be so fun to pepper in over the course of the IndyCar season once we get going in a couple weeks.
0: And and then on the flip side of it, though, and, well, and they were so close to winning. Right. They were in the catbird seat. I thought, if they win this thing, I'm thinking to myself, this is going to be pretty wild where you had Elio actually winning, Hinchcliffe, who was basically... One first in class because right. I mean, he you're, was going up against basically a, an Olympic dancer. gymnast. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that was talking about stacking the deck.
4: Balance of performance
0: needed there, <laughs> so. yes, definitely. And you know, they were kind of like floundering, but like the last couple of shows, they're like, oh, okay, they're getting this, and then they boom, they went. You know, they won a couple of the segments. It's like, uh, well, this is getting pretty interesting, and then the collapse. <laughs> <laughs> It was a collapse. Where they're in? Where, where were they? Was it Hong Kong? Oh,
4: I didn't, I didn't get it, to see it this week, to be honest, because I was trying traveling, to remember where they were. So. They
0: were trying to get these clues, and I can understand. You know, I, I can remember watching Batman when I was a kid, and when the Riddler was on, I never got any of those. You know, I just I'm not good with riddles. Put me on Jeopardy, I might be able to do something, but if it's anything like. Trying word, to do, word problems. Yeah, we're and or uh, 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 Wheel of Fortune. Put my wife on Wheel of Fortune. Yes, not me. I'm just not good at this uh, Well, they're trying to find uh, uh, signs. Signs. They're 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 in a, a commercial area of Hong Kong. I guess the night the night where the, I guess they're Water Street. Sure. I guess is a way of saying it. And and where all these bars are and there's there's sp- supposedly signs that are supposed to be clues for every show that they were on during the year. And and whatnot, like a bull because I guess they wrote a bull or something and all these different things and they're walking and it's funny you know with editing you can make look you can make with editing today you can make anybody look as stupid or smart as you want right and it, it, they didn't look good <laughs> it did uh,
4: look good and and they're both sharp guys I mean Rossi's a very insightful quote and Connor definitely is. A lot more relatable in his quotes too. Yes. I think there's there's an everyman quality about him that I think is kind of likable. But it, when you've when you've got when you're up against time, when you've got pressure, and you need to find a clue, and if you're not able to get it, it, it just you know there's a there's a systematic breakdown then that follows. And for guys to be able to recover from that, it's it's challenging.
0: So you're you're a little closer to that side than I am. What happened? Was this a con- conscious thing where? They didn't want to. They wanted. They didn't want to push it as much, or what? It, it it just seemed odd that I didn't see the push from Sixteenth and Georgetown than I thought I would. Oh, just on the
4: on the promotional side. Promotional
0: of it. side, and just and, and the power. You know, yeah. Uh, there's always the 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 cheerleaders in IndyCar, right? The the, the bloggers and whatnot, and I, I didn't get um, a sense of that.
4: Two reasons, I think. Uh, the first was. In the buildup to this, there was there was uh, there was only fan footage and kind of fan photos of hey, this is happening, and so that you 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 can't release that you're on the show until you're done filming the show and mm-hmm. you get your phones back. So. Uh, there was kind of this cryptic, "Oh, they're going to be on Amazing Race, but we can't officially say they're on Amazing Race." Right. Like IndyCar could not do that. The teams couldn't do that. Same problem. In Connor's case, he of course not only lost the race, and then found out, "Oh, by the way, your seat's been bought out too, from underneath you." So within twenty four within twenty four hours. hours. So you know that's that's not fair. Uh, The second, I think a more obvious bit, is whereas you have a somewhat tie-in on the TV partner side with uh, the Dancing with the Stars show on ABC or some of the other things they've been able to do on NBC. Uh, I know there's been the uh, American Ninja Warrior the last couple of years. Uh, Those, when you're able to do that, you have a a tied-in TV partner. IndyCar and CBS don't have an official relationship. So um, I think that might have uh, hindered
0: what they were, were trying to do with it. Interesting and and for those who are not aware, Connor Daly did lose his ride with AJ Foyt Racing right after he came back from doing filming of the show. So he lost the show. They were in first place with one show to go, basically, and they lost the show, lost a million bucks, and then he flew home and made a phone call and said, "Oh, and his manager quit." And I don't know who his manager is. Off I end. didn't know. So who his when, manager when I read was. that,
4: I was I was a little surprised because i was like. Um, I, Yeah, so it, it threw me for a bit of a loop, too. But I, I don't know. I mean, both of them, to their credit, both of them have had to persevere and overcome a lot of setbacks. In Rossi's case, he was so on the close of F1, and then when he finally got there, the team you know puts him out to pasture, right. has to take Mercedes guys the following year, so he comes over here. Connor, same thing. He's tried to get into IndyCar, he finally did, but he bounced around two, two teams. Now he's a free agent again, but... You know that there were other opportunities, and other people had more money. They were able to bring to seats. Where I think it's frustrating, you're right, from a promotional standpoint, is this should have been the opportunity to get both of them longer term play throughout the year and kind of build
0: on that. And I don't know if that was capitalized as much as as much as they could have. Well, the good news is that there's a lot more seats in IndyCar, a lot more teams and whatnot. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about a bit about the preseason testing. Uh, That just occurred at Phoenix and what we can look forward in the upcoming IndyCar season when we return to the final inspection show on 105.7 FM, The Fan. So back to the final inspection show. Steve Zaki, along with Tony DeZino and the Mayor Mitch Ross, playing the role of co-pilot Roger Murdoch today.
3: Yeah, I'm the I'm the
0: uh, the mediator. Tony can be the doctor, right? He can be the.
4: Don't call me Shirley.
0: Leslie uh, <laughs> Nielsen Leslie Kier. Nielsen. I've never seen that
3: movie either. What? shot yeah,
0: Up. What's the matter with you? Well, I mean. What are you watching instead of airplane? I don't I'm
3: not a big movie guy. I mean, I am, but sure, I'm a, I'm Surely like Surely you can't be serious I'm, about this. <laughs> of course didn't I, am, see, I I don't, don't
0: think Sparky saw his first movie until he was like 35. Wow.
3: Well, I mean, I'm one of those people. I think I get this from my dad where I I I I like what I like and I watch what I've seen and I buy movies and I watch them over. I don't really I have I've been to I've probably seen two movies in the theaters in the last 5 years. I mean,
0: well, that's fine because we do a lot with pay per view and whatnot. And you can see them, you know, True. that way. Yeah, HBO is good for that right, stuff. Yeah. So. But yeah, make it a point to see.
3: I know there's a lot of those older movies that I need to, I need to get into.
4: Especially in Milwaukee, given the Kareem reference. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So. Yeah, that or you know, Slapshot, something like that. I know the Ad. Have you guys seen talk. Slapshot? I have not. <laughs> I mean, we can probably go down the list, and I probably. I'm have, have to
0: been. talk to Parker. There's gonna have to be when they hire somebody. There has to be like, uh,
3: you have to. I mean, have you seen? You have to
0: watch every see, sports movie. Obviously, you've never seen Diner, no The movie Diner, one of the classic films. I don't expect Tony to see it. No, I haven't seen that either. It's a it's a little old for me, in fact. But there's a scene in Diner. Diner is set in Baltimore in 1959. It's just a group of guys who would always go to the diner and hang out. And it, it's it's the it's one of the most amazing casts of young actors who became you know in some way superstars. And what year is stars. this from? I want to say seventy eight. Okay. Seventy eight so or who eighty. Who would
3: have been a young star in nineteen
0: seventy eight? Uh what's his name? Uh yeah. Exactly. We're off to we're off to a flying star. <laughs> yeah see, it's, uh, it's the um he was in Iron Man as the bad guy. He was in uh with uh, uh boy you're killing me. Killing me white. Well, I was thinking Killing I, me smalls. Do I we was need thinking, to go yeah. Sandlot reference? Well, anyways, now? there's a scene in there where. I have he, seen that. He has a, one of the guys has a girlfriend, and before he marries her, he has to pa- she has to pass this quiz about the Baltimore Colts, or he's not going to
4: marry her. <laughs> okay, here we go. Diner, 1982. 82, okay. Mickey Rourke. Kevin, Mickey Rourke, yeah. Kevin Bacon.
3: I, the wrestler, Mickey Rourke. Yes. Kev- Haven't seen that movie, but I know he's in it. That's a good movie, Kevin too.
4: Kevin Bacon, Daniel Stern. Ellen Barkin, Paul Reiser, there's a lot of... Daniel Stern yeah. of Home Alone fame. Home Alone yep. fame, yep.
3: As well as uh, Rookie
4: of the Year. Rookie of the Year, yep. For, um, yeah. Rowan Gartner. Yep.
0: Cubs. So those are at least five good ones. there. Yeah. Barry Levinson movie. Barry Levinson, one of my favorite directors. So when you get a chance, I'm sure it's free on Amazon Prime or Netflix or something, make sure you see that one in Airplane and Slapshot. Okay. You have to see... You You got three movies you have to see. Tony only has to one. He only has diner to see. You've seen Slapshot, right? I've seen Slapshot. Yeah. By and, the end
3: by the end of the twenty eighteen NASCAR season, I will I've watched those. And how we, about that? Thirty six weeks You know,
0: back in the mid two thousands and everybody was buying DVDs. We have a DVD uh little closet thing and uh in laws came over. Oh, we're gonna watch a movie. They pull out Slapshot, I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's a Paul Newman movie. <laughs> they like. Not not for wow. kids. They not necessarily for kids. They came back the next day or something. Boy, that was kind of raunchy, wasn't yeah.
3: it? Well, it's about yeah, I, in I, the yeah, 70s. I've heard a few lines from that movie, and they're funny.
4: Catch is, but, Paul Newman would slap you at the track if you asked him about slap shots instead of about his race teams. So, yeah, this is true. You oh, would not want to talk about his movies when he was at the track. No, that's so.
0: when the interview was over. Yeah. <laughs> Only talk about racing. Speaking of racing, IndyCar... We got some new teams. Yeah, holy cow! We Um, got. Let's start with Team Carlin. Right. Finally, we've been waiting for this one for a few years. Yes,
4: yes, long time coming. Trevor Carlin's group came over stateside three years ago. Already 2015 seems like yesterday, but Mm -hmm. you know the years just kind of blurred together. They won their first race. Ed Jones, who's now driving for Chip Ganassi. You know, you'd never heard of him, and Uh, well, and plus the name, right. You know, you, if you he was
0: Eddie Jones, maybe that would be a little more of a I,
4: I always drive past, you know, the Edward Jones investments, you know, in, in strip malls, and I'm thinking, how is that not the guy's sponsor? It's a it's a freaking natural. That it's a, is it's, true. A, it's a name and it's a, a sponsor all in one, but I guess you know. Anyway, so Carlin's team's got Max Chilton and Charlie Kimball, so both of whom have driven for the team before.
0: And Charlie Kimball the fugitive. Yes. <laughs> That one hasn't caught on for some reason. I don't know why. I, I think they're more. I think
4: Charlie's more known for his uh, his longtime partners from Novo Nordisk yes. and the fact that uh, if you didn't already know, Charlie Kimball has diabetes, so um, type one. So there you go.
0: As does and we rival diabetic drivers. We
4: do. Connor Daly is also a diabetic and type Ryan one.
0: Reed in the NASCAR Ryan series Reed
4: for Lily. So um, there's more than you think. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it's, it's it's good for both of them. I mean, they were both from the, you don't want to call it second Ganassi team, but kind of the, the newer Ganassi component as opposed to the 9 and 10 cars that have been their their usual championship contenders. These guys have moved off on their own. They've got a lot of, Carlin has a lot of guys from other teams they've been able to pull in, and uh Trevor was only going to make the step up when the time was right, and the time was right this year. It certainly was. Car.
0: And, of course, we have uh Harding Racing, which made a kind of a... Uh, mini debut mini last debut, year. Yeah, yeah. and... They might be a victim of their own success. Yeah.
4: they Actually, a really good piece from uh, David Malsher, a good longtime friend, former colleague you now with uh, motorsport.com, basically saying they don't know the brutal side right. yet, exactly. which is, I think, why they brought in the people that have been through the brutal side, and Larry Curry, Brian Barnhart, and Alan Sir Jr., to work with Gabby Chavez, who, to me, is the kind of overlooked, underrated of the young guns that IndyCar has. I don't think people remember or, or realize how good he is. He is so Colombian American kid,
0: um, and I saw him drive a midget at this yep. Indianapolis speed drum.
4: Yeah, I okay. feel like you had him on, or had someone from yes. him on around in uh, May last year.
0: And he was—I love about him. I mean, the kid's a driver. The kid is is totally immersed himself in the IndyCar series. He he's a great American story. Uh, doesn't have any money to fall. I mean, the kid's doing right. it by. Is talent. Which Here, is so here's hard how. To
4: here's how highly he's regarded in the IndyCar community. Um, before the windscreen got tested at Phoenix, the new kind of front yes. deflect. People want to call the it deflector. It's it's kind of a work in progress. What the name is. He was actually involved in the simulator testing of that uh, last year. So he's. And that's by IndyCar's safety and, and design department to to select him. Mike Hull recommended him to Harding and basically gave him the, the go-ahead. So Gabby is a very, very nice kid, very good story, and I think that team... Once they go, they'll have their growing pains, I'm sure, but um, one car, Chevrolet outfit, and uh, I'm sure they'll surprise again at some point.
0: And then the other one that's been a long time coming is Michael Shank Racing. Very Yes, good to see them yeah, and, and I actually
4: I actually talked to Mike this week. I was down at Sebring for the uh, IMSA sports car test, and, uh, but Mike has got a parallel program where he's got a two-car Acura sports car program, or uh, uh, they've been in... IMSA for her ages, but now they have an IndyCar deal with Jack Harvey for six races, and they got their their first car about 10 days ago, and they got the engine running this week, so they have their first test next week at Sebring, so the the crew built up a whole new car from scratch, got it all set to go in 10 days. Looks good. And it looks sharp.
0: And the new cars do look good, don't they?
4: They do. Um, we have a fourth team as well, uh, Yunkos Racing. Yunkos, that's right. Uh, they are vet multi-time champions in the Mazuro Indy. They have um, they won the Indy Lights title last year with Kyle Kaiser. They have a
0: huge uh, facility right Big off facility of Main Street and Speedway.
4: Speedway. Yep. Um, they'll have an eight-race program. Uh, Kaiser will run four races, and then an Austrian kid named Rene, I don't know if it's Binder or Bender, will run four races. As I'll say We'll say Binder, we'll right. Um, he's got his name on the side of the car we get we Edward Jones doesn't, but this guy actually has Bender Holtz on the side of it. I've never met him, so he's a he's a European open wheel kid. So we'll see how he does. It
0: should be interesting. What other news am I missing? <sighs> Phoenix test was a couple oh, yeah. of weeks ago. AJ Foyt racing surprisingly quick. AJ was good. Mateus Lace tried to knock
4: the wall down four different times and managed not to. So I was to be honest with you, I was really impressed to see that level of car control, because if you get in the marbles that much and you're not losing it, I mean that's that's impressive to, to watch. I think so. Um, Tony Khan, I feel like he's revitalized. He is. He's in a place that they want him to succeed. He wants them to succeed. And they both know that it's their last shot at glory for a while. Mm-hmm. Um. So for two three years, that, you know, and it is a multi-year deal for him, as opposed to Foyt has had. Six different full season
0: drivers in the last three years, and then you could even be two before the the Sato deal. Well, Sato was three years, and he got a win at Long Beach with him. But then even before that, though, there wasn't a lot of continuity. They've had, I mean, they had the Jeff Bucknums. You had the the one offs with Paul Tracy at Milwaukee several years ago. Hunter Ray had to go there when he didn't have
4: a ride, so. yeah, it's funny that they, they have the longest driver or team sponsor relationship in the mm-hmm. series with ABC Supply, of course local here, and uh, that's I think twelve or thirteen years now they've had that deal. I think all four that came at, about at least. So yeah. um, that's good. I mean, again, the whole point of the new cars is it's supposed to level the playing field. The team that probably did the best at the test was uh, Ray Hall's team. Ray Hall, yes. Letterman, Lanigan. They I think they led every session. Graham Graham's in really good form. Um, He'll have a different engineer this year, Tom German, who was uh, Rossi's engineer a couple years ago when they won the 500. Uh, They've got good momentum. Takuma Sato moves over there, second car.
0: It's interesting. They've been releasing – they've been doing press releases with these one-off sponsorships, but it's a way of – like for Iowa, they have a a big automotive group that's going to be sponsoring them. and and It's interesting that they're they're finding sponsorship, which is kind of the way to go now. You're not going to get maybe a full season, but you're going to be getting guys that fill those gaps. Right.
4: Um, and that's cool to see because they, they might not be huge number deals, but you're getting more partners into the game. And what, what, what seems to be cool about their liveries is it's a simple kind of uniform livery, and they just kind of change the colors mm-hmm. out depending what it is. They all look sharp. And you know, whether it's United Reynolds, whether it's Total, Quartz, Luther, I think is the automotive group. Right. They had a fourth one get announced too. It's like you, you need a spreadsheet to keep keep up with all the announcements, which is which is good, but funny stake and shake not uh, among those we've heard announced for them yet. So we That's don't, right. So we um I'm not entirely sure if they will be back for,
0: for another season. And for in uh at the Indianapolis uh the weekend of the five hundred we do a media thing on I think it's the Thursday where Thursday. We do the the round robin with all the uh, – well, actually, the the drivers are stationary, but the, the media people are mobile, and it's kind of neat. Uh, the last couple of years, Graham Rahel has served uh, malts and shakes. Milkshakes too. and malts at the yeah. end of it, yes. At the end is, of It is
4: very much rewarded.
0: Uh, I, who is a bit lactose intolerant uh, and abstained, but uh, – I have not. And I, I don't <laughs> – yeah, well, you can afford it. I can't, so I don't need any more calories in this body – Mitch, it's time for a break. Let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk more with Tony DeZino. You're listening to The Final Inspection Show, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove.
2: This is Final Inspection with Steve Zocchi, presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. On 105.7 FM, The Fan.
0: Yeah, welcome back to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. I'm Steve Saki. Joining me in studio, Tony DeZino. Tony, once again, thanks for stopping in. Appreciate it on this beautiful day in Milwaukee. Yeah, for sure. And uh, the new cars. Yes. I like them. I do too. I'm
4: quite pleased with them, actually. I think it's uh it's going to be fun to see if it, anything gets shaken up in the pecking order and um, the look feels right, passing opportunities should be better, and um, we're just two weeks out. And we got F1 coming up? Later in March. Yeah, I think testing starts next week. So Barcelona, Barcelona, I think. yeah.
0: To Halo or not to Halo? That is the question. Are they going to run the whole year with the Halo?
4: I think so. I think when— What if
0: the drivers say, oh, this is—
4: when we when we talked in the fall, um, kind of about that, I know there was some you had some skepticism about whether it would actually hold or not, whether there there wouldn't be pushback. Yeah. Um it was interesting. Mercedes actually released a video of Botas and trying to see through it and it just I don't know how the vision isn't at some point gonna be right. obstructed this year. So
0: my vision is obstructed in my Ford Escape. With the A pillar, sometimes, yeah. and that's not just a Ford Escape deal, but that's just because of it, it's a trade off of safety. Because some of the A pillars on cars and, and have airbags in them, and, that. and it's it's just a it's a trade off. Trust me, you want that airbag in that A pillar, right. or up above you, but there's sometimes a trade off. And sure, there may be a trade off, but are, is it going to be worth it? I, I understand the reasoning why it's there. But for aesthetic reasons, I mean, it, it's it's interesting. I've talked to Hobbs about this and other ones, and they're all against it. Yeah, it's open cockpit racing because that's weight. what you choose. That's what you want it to be.
4: Right, and I think I think now that there's a direct compare and contrast with the windscreen in IndyCar, mm-hmm. I think there's I think the def- the difference in methodologies has kind of has come together. Where this has now kind of been put on without really gaining the right sort of momentum to get it on. Whereas in IndyCar, we've got the first test. We've had good first reviews of it. We're refining it, and then they'll put it on when it seems right to. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Where it's not. It's not just like let's put this on for the sake of it. I mean, to me, I think the Halo is probably a stopgap measure for probably a two to three year cycle
0: until they figure out what their next. Oh, well, why not run major. a roll cage? Oh, it's not. It's not USAC. Well, I mean, but I mean, basically, it's what it is. But there's just moving the. You know, instead of having a, the cage with, you know, the four points, it's a three-point.
4: Yeah. I think, I don't know, maybe there's a big sandal sponsor coming to TF one and they <laughs> needed a, needed something to make it look yeah. like that.
0: I'm against it. I, I mean, it, it's gotten to the point where it, it's it's interesting. I know why. Because back in the old days, cars were designed by designers. And the problem that we have now with cars is they're designed by computers. Computers are smarter they can see the air they can and that's why you have all these appendages and everything on these cars is it too much is what too much just all the, these appendages on these f1 cars and that well and they've they, gotten they, a lot cleaner they they two or three years
4: ago before they they cut off all the top end downforce that they, they were hideous so
0: well thankfully they got rid of the little uh, the uh t-wings the T wing
4: those are gone yeah i i it's funny how you look back on cars from the late 80s, early 90s, and what you thought were dogs of cars at the time look a lot sleeker and uh, more refined now. So I, I don't know. I mean, it's it, certainly for Hobbs and, and kind of for myself, it's going to be a weird year where we're mm-hmm. not involved with, the, yes. with it. Um, but uh, I don't know. I mean, in the same respect, it's like now I don't have to get up at 3, 4 in the morning anymore. So, so that's good, too.
0: It's interesting. It's almost like, you know, two steps forward, three steps back kind of situation with F1. This, year. it's, F1's in a really,
4: they're in a weird spot because they don't really have the direction for growth under the new ownership. I think the, I think the honeymoon period's over and they're, they're going to want to have a clear roadmap. I mean, there, there was a lot of kerfuffle about the logo change mm-hmm. at the end of last year. There's not necessarily expected to be a pecking order shakeup. The only hope is that McLaren vaults up you now with Renault right. not without Honda, but you know, Torosa might be fine with Honda, but they're not gonna be that much better. I so. do like the colors on the McLaren. Those those are sharp. I think those those look good. It's nice to see a proper orange as opposed to kind of a spiker Midland arrows <laughs> knockoff variation. And enough of the silver
0: year. and black cars.
4: Yeah. So well, I'm I'm thankful really to the IndyCar designers for for listening to my various pleas last year to get rid of the blue and white. Yes. There were like 50 blue and white cars
0: last year. We need to talk about the numbers because right now, currently, the F1 has larger numbers than IndyCar. That's true. That's IndyCar, weird. IndyCar, <laughs> there's something going on with these numbers. I don't know why, but we need to put proper numbers on these cars.
4: That's been... That's a funny point of consternation right now. And and I guess it's I guess it's good for IndyCar that, you know, for not at the moment finalizing their title sponsor Media Rights Pass this year, that the biggest complaint we have is Ugh. the number size on the rear wings, which, you know, you can do make do with it on the road and street courses at least, but on the ovals, on the short yeah. oval pack or sorry, the super speedway package, that's nightmarish, I think. Yeah, so it really is. Ugh.
0: All right, well, let's take a quick break here. When we come back, we'll talk more. We'll wind down the show. You're listening to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by the Legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove.
2: This is Final Inspection with Steve Zaki. Presented by the Legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. On 105.7 FM, The Fan.
0: and welcome back to the final inspection show brought to you by the legendary great lakes dragway in union grove make sure to check out their website greatlakesdragway.com and get your season passes for the upcoming 2018 season which will be here sooner than you think as the weather gets warmer and warmer and warmer so the track will be opening soon tbd has a date to be determined So it was Danica Patrick's last race in NASCAR, the Daytona 500. And let's check back in with uh, Dennis Michelson and Laurie Monroe from Race Talk Radio. Get their feedback and we'll also start doing predictions here as we approach the end of the final inspection show for today. Let's check in and see what they have to say about Danica.
2: As one career begins, another for now will end, at least on the NASCAR side. It was kind of sad to see Danica go out in a wreck that wasn't of her doing.
1: I know. And I hate, again, on social media, people saying, oh, she couldn't even finish her last race without wrecking. You know, when when it's happening in front of you and you got nowhere to go, there is nowhere to go. So, yeah, it was sad to see her go out like this. But it it just happens. You can't go out there and and expect some, you know, Walt Disney Hollywood type thing to happen. So, it's uh, you know, it's sad to see her go out like that, but at least she did get this whole deal put together for the Daytona 500 like she said she would. And what a great thing to see her reunited with Tony Eury Jr. I thought that was fantastic. And uh she has a lot of respect for him and uh Looking forward to the Indy 500. I just hope everything goes well there.
2: NASCAR heading to Atlanta, weather permitting. On Sunday, who is your pick to click? I'm going to go with
1: Martin Truex Jr.
2: That is an outstanding pick, and I am going to take the one and only Mr. Eric Almirola.
0: Very nice. Interesting. Those are good picks. I like that. Eric Almirola, it should be interesting to see what he's able to do Uh, you know, was so strong last week and that remains to be seen. Getting back to Danica though, Tony DeZino. um, yeah, it is a neat deal that she's able to put together kind of a Daytona Indy 500 thing and the Indy 500, uh, deal came together. She accidentally let the cat out of the bake so to speak with Ed Carpenter race. And that's a good team though, to be doing your final 500 with, isn't
4: it? I'm not sure how accidental that, uh, that slip was during the week because of, uh, you know, the fact that. She wasn't exactly getting talked about for a Daytona performance. So, mm-hmm. you know, that was a good way to get more headlines and more stories because she generates all the stuff. But yeah, I would echo what Dennis and Lori said. It was unfortunate she was able, she was taken out through something of her own doing. As far as the Indy 500 goes, Ed Carpenter's team has been a really solid bunch at Indy for the last, really, since they came in the sport in 2012. Uh, Ed had a pretty spectacular 28th to like second run there. Uh, and then he spun out late, um, had a couple of polls, had it got taken out with Hinchcliffe. I know he was here for, you know, media day prep a few years ago toward the Miller plant, you know, how to had the helmet on and J.R. Hildebrand's run really well for them in the past too, both qualifying and in the race. So, um, interesting lineup for that team because you've got Danica who's not been in an open wheel car in 7 years, Spencer Pigot who's got a heck of a lot of potential but has really struggled at Indianapolis in his first two go-arounds and kind of one-off outings, and then Ed who's, you know, frankly struggled results-wise the last 2 years, but he hasn't forgotten how to drive, it's just uh, it's been different. So they'll they'll be an interesting team to watch this year. I will be, be very interested to see really who her engineer and kind of some of the the technical people on that program are
0: or are you shocked or surprised at some of the vitriol that she got danica got before the race and some of the social media postings and that
4: um that's disappointing it is. it's not surprising unfortunately i think that's kind of part of i i'm thankful in a way social media really was at its infancy when she was starting out in right. indycar because i think there would have been a lot more a lot more blow um a lot more uh, uh consternation about that in the early days and now with social it's just amplified
0: and uh, don't forget, coming up later today, we got the uh, Xfinity Series race at Atlanta along with the Truck Series afterwards on Fox Sports 1. And then tomorrow, the uh, the Cup race is being moved up to uh, 12, I think it's 16, green flag time locally on uh, Fox Sports, or on Fox uh, Network, I should say. Uh, Fox Sports uh, 1, FS1 uh, for today. Predictions, Tony DeZeno. I'm going to go with the closer, Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick, I like that pick. And uh, the mayor. You want Mitch mine Ross, so Sure. I'll go Brad Keselowski. Brad, that's a good pick. I forgot who my pick was. Who did, who did I pick? Did I pick Brad Keselowski? I don't know.
3: see was not very.
0: See, I wanted to go with Harvick, and uh, then I steered off of that one. Maybe I should stick with Harvick.
3: Everybody takes Harvick.
0: Uh, Eric, yeah, we have Eric Amarola. No, no Kyle Bush picks in the pool? I, all right, there we go. He's, he's Thank the pool winner. Kyle Bush, hopefully you won't stink up the uh, the truck race today. You got the poll for that. In the number four, not the 18. Tony, it is always, always fun when you stop in. Yeah, Appreciate absolutely. It. Hopefully we can do this again. Mayor Mitch, thank you. You bet. Always fun. And your uh, ascent to stardom. Yes, sir. It all Thanks starts right here. It, it does. You've been listening to the final inspection show. I'd like to thank our friends at Great Lakes Dragway for supporting us. Make sure you check them out at greatlakesdragway.com. We'll be talking to Roy here up in a couple of weeks for a big announcement, and we'll keep you uh, abreast of that. And uh, thanks for listening. I'm Steve Zotke, checking out.